G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. You will be aware there's been a significant response to the documentary that's been released. It's called, For the Love of God, How the Church is Better and Worse Than You Ever Imagined. We've been talking about this for a long time. It is out. It's been in the cinemas. And now you can access these series and the whole documentary online. So what sort of impact has the documentary had on Australians who have viewed the content and understood the very raw and very honest messages in the documentary? The Centre for Public Christianity used this platform for their documentary to confront the worst of what Christians have done through history and tracing the origins of Western values like human rights, charity, humility and non-violence back to the influence of Jesus. Well, one of the presenters on the documentary is Dr. Justine Toe, who's joining us again today and going through some of those responses so far. Justine, welcome back to 2020. Great to be with you, Neil. Justine, give us a a little impression. When you're doing those sorts of Q&A sessions, when you've had cinema screenings, has everybody been positive about the documentary or have you had a few opponents standing up and at the question microphone saying, I told you so, I told you Christianity was bad? Well, I have to admit, one of the strangest things that happened was, um, I can't remember what we were talking about in the Q&A session but someone started yelling from the audience, what about China? What about Tiananmen Square? And I was just quiet. I just took a moment. And, uh, I wasn't even sure what they were talking about. Anyway, that person left soon after. But apart from that, and aside from some of the... Um, some people have, had, have raised questions about the Aboriginal Australia segment um, and the Crusades, actually, now that I think about it. But on the whole, people have been quite intrigued and encouraged and they've found it a really good experience so yeah it's in some ways maybe we should say that the response has been mixed but maybe when it comes to a documentary that says the church's record itself is also mixed you know it's better and worse than you think then maybe that also goes for the responses to the documentary. But I will say that, yeah, it has been quite positive overall. Well, nobody's used to the idea that you talk about all of the bad things in your history because nobody stands up in church and says, uh, the church is dreadful, please join now, do they? It's like, uh, you know, if you're going to sell a used car, you don't point out all of the, the dents and the mechanical problems, but that's essentially what you've done. And you've still... And what you've done when you have alerted people to the fact that there are some dark things in our history, it's brought a real authenticity to who we are and given us something to grapple with as to how we might respond if we're in those same circumstances. No, absolutely. And I think, um, actually, I might take issue with what you were saying before about, you know, you don't you don't advertise the, the failings of the car that you're hoping to sell. Because think about it, if you're a Christian, you probably roll up to church every week and you talk about how you, I mean, you talk about your need for repentance. 
you might even say a confession, say, I'm, I'm, I haven't been the person I was supposed to be, I haven't forgiven, I haven't done this, but I'm, you know, with your help, God, I can do better. You know what I mean? So I think Christians should be able to hold, um, I think Christians should be people of repentance. And, um, and so being able to grapple with the kind of darkness in our own um, religious history should not be altogether kind of unknown or alien to us. In fact, I remember when John and I went uh, and did an interview with Patricia Carvelas, who's the Drive presenter down in Melbourne uh, on ABC Radio. She, um, at some point, had us, she called us progressive Christians, and I was like, hang on, what, do you, do you mean us? And she said, yeah. And I was like, oh. It's funny, because that word progressive can obviously have different meanings, but she, I suppose, meant that we were sort of separating ourselves off from the more kind of mainstream church, because we were these radical Christians who were being really open about our failures. And it's like, oh, Patricia, no. Christians you know, are very aware of their failings, you know, and we, we, as I said, you know, we roll up to church every week and talk about them. But that really alerted me to, I guess, her presumption that, and and in some ways the mood out there, which which is that Christians are hypocritical, judgmental people uh, who think that they are superior to others and don't ever talk about their own failings as a result. Um, when I was, And I just said to Patricia, no, 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 what you're calling progressive Christianity, being open about our failures and hoping to do better, I would say is actually very mainstream and orthodox and normal when it comes to Christianity. And it might be, Justine, that if we knew about all of those failings, we could talk about them more, but it probably is, and I'll get your impression here, it's more about our ignorance that we didn't know that we did so many bad things in the past. What are your thoughts on on that idea? Yeah, it's been um, quite interesting to discover this sort of thing. So, for example, we didn't end up telling this little segment in the documentary, but if it's not if it's bad enough that we have to grapple with the idea that the Crusaders were going to, um, you know, go 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 on crusade as as a religious service. On the way to the Crusades, they decided to slaughter um, a bunch of Jewish villages to for practice essentially. And you're just reading this and you're like, oh gosh, okay. <laughs> All right, so the Crusaders were slaughtering Muslims on the Crusade and then they were also slaughtering Jewish people. Great, okay. And then eventually during the fourth, um, is it the fourth Crusade? The, the Albigensian Crusade anyway. Crusading was turned onto Christian believers who had kind of become heretics according to the Pope. Yes, this group had some really bizarre ideas, but does anyone deserve to die for their beliefs? And so it's quite frightening and, and confronting to look at that and say, okay, Christians position themselves against Muslims, Jewish, and eventually against other Christians as well. This is not good, right? Especially for a religion that, that whose central person says, love your enemies. No, we're going to go kill them instead. So that's really confronting to face. On the other hand, it is also really wonderful to read about the good stories that you never knew about as well. So well, example, let's get on to some of those because uh, I guess we should balance our conversation today. Otherwise, it'll look uh, very one-sided talking about the negatives that Christianity has 
as part of its history, but you like to talk about the issue of cultural amnesia. And while we might have been ignorant about those dreadful, bad, and things that we would call out every day of the week as being even atrocities, there are also some elements of our faith that have caused there to be a shaping of nations, a shaping of Western civilization that gives us the sorts of benefits that we have today. This this terminology, cultural amnesia, what do you mean by that? So we address this term, cultural amnesia. It's basically the sense of um, how we in the West have forgotten our roots. Um, we, we've forgotten where a lot of these things that we really value and revere, we've forgotten where they've come from. So Christianity's profile in the West generally has been quite damaged, I suppose, um, over the last 50 years. Uh, it's, I mean, it goes back decades, really. But I suppose um, in the last 10, 15, 20 years, there's been this move from regarding Christianity as simply irrelevant and outdated to the situation today where Christianity is seen as a sinister force that needs to be resisted. Uh, as Christopher Hitchens, a prominent new atheist, said, you know, religion poisons, poisons everything. Um, and so Christianity, by nature, would uh, poison everything as well. But we are trying to tell in this documentary uh, the story of where some of our revered uh, values comes from. And in some cases, it's a little bit potted. Like, for example, uh, from Christianity, we get the idea of religious violence, I suppose, with the Crusades. But we also get non-violence um, and how Christianity can be a force for peace in that. And we talk about Martin Luther King and his struggle for civil rights uh, and how he used nonviolence as well. But there's also things like charity, which has been an absolute like boon for the church. Um, we, we paint a picture of the ancient world where there maybe was some charity for people, but it was very much to kind of uh, puff up the, the ego of the person who was doling out their cash to, to the poor people. Whereas the Christians um, developed a, reputa- a reputation for caring for everyone, regardless of where they came from, regardless of whether they were believers or not. And um, during the plagues of Rome, Christians kind of stayed behind and cared for their neighbours and gave them soup. Uh, whereas the, the, their pagan neighbours would just see that, the, that people were dying and they would just flee. So, you know, Christians have... Uh, and then I haven't even mentioned hum- uh, that, that, that Christians saved baby girls off rubbish heaps. Um, they were infanticide was widely practiced throughout the ancient world, and and girls weren't favoured, so they were just left out to die basically. Um, and Christians went and saved all these all these all these baby children. So it's quite um, incredible to think that there is a history to the things that we uh, like today, but. And if we don't pay attention to where those values have come from, then we run the risk of undermining them as we move forward into a space that particularly wants to lock Christianity away just in the privacy of people's homes and not have it impact um, public life. So, yeah, cultural amnesia helps to address that sense of where did we come from um, and why do those um, values make sense um, in a Christian framework and not necessarily in a non-Christian framework. And then hopefully we can uh, bring people along with us and they can see that, the con- that there is a really valid and valuable contribution that 
Christianity in particular, but religion in general, can make to matters of public interest. In a sense, as I'm reflecting on, and I'm not sure where I heard it, this idea that this Christian message of the gospel that changes the heart, in fact, tames the barbarian in us, and it creates a different type of civilization. We talk about Western civilization. And as we, as uh, modern-day Aussies, we reflect on this idea that we've got a roof over our heads and three square meals on the table every day. Well, for most of us, that's the case. Uh, it's easy to become complacent about understanding uh, where we have come from and what has made us to live in the type of nation that we do today. This idea of cultural amnesia, you can't forget those things that have shaped us, but do you think, Justine, we may be at risk of doing so there in a, in a, in a big-picture sense? I think it's very much the case that we are in danger of forgetting where we've come from. Um, and we really... We, we, as you said, we've become complacent. We've just gotten used to the way things are. We've gotten used to, used in Australia to the idea that if we're sick, we can just go to the hospital and or, or the doctor and basically we'll get taken care of. Um, I'm not suggesting that that's going to be taken away anytime soon, but I think we just need to take a step back and think about it in a big picture way. What are the various streams um, of thought and what are the particular ideas that underpin the life that we live today. So we take it for granted that every human life is valuable. We could just go on the street and survey everyone and people would say, yep, human life is valuable. But that is a particular statement that hasn't um, been common sense to much of human history, even just to, to cultures around the world today. Let's be honest. You know, I hear in India, it's, I think India is one of the worst places in the world to be a woman. So human life is just not valued equally. And yet we in the West have managed to enjoy that particular um, blessing. And it's my hope that people will examine deeply uh, where we've come from, right, where, where the Western individual has come from with their attitudes and assumptions, and just consider the fact that they're not necessarily here to stay uh, if we don't advocate for them and try and um, show what what contribution religious ideas can make to public life. Well, Justine, always such valuable insights when we hear you reflect on these things. And let me bring that connection to the documentary we're talking about that talks about all the bad things that we've done. And, and as we've balanced this conversation with all of the good things that come from a heart that is transformed to be Christ-like, and while there might be some bad things from that sinful nature that have caused atrocities through the centuries, uh, so much of what we have today has been shaped by the good that has come uh, from reflecting back to the influence of Jesus. The documentary that you've been traveling the nation at talking about is called For the Love of God, How the Church is Better and Worse Than You Ever Imagined. It is available now. It's been in cinema screenings and there are episodes now available online. Now you can purchase those or you can rent those. And let me give the website betterandworse.film. That's betterandworse.film. And Dr. Justine Toe, who was one of the presenters of the documentary. Justine, thank you so much for taking some time once again today to give us your thoughts and insights about such important issues. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. Bye, Neil. 
Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.